This is Pumpkin. And this is Peach. And welcome to the Pumpkin and Peach Podcast. Episode... It's Easter. Episode It's Easter. <laughs> that can be the title. What number? Mm, 48? So close. 47? Not as close. 49. There you go. Okay. I'm getting better. Kinda. <laughs> oh, I might sneeze. Oh, no, don't do that. Mm. My nose is itchy. Did it go away? Yeah. <sighs> and the yawning starts. Ugh. Oh. Man, this is... Like... So good. <laughs> so good. Starting off great. So... What'd you do this weekend? I didn't do anything. Just hung out with some ladies. Why you gotta be a jerk? I don't know. Well, I mean, we're not starting with this weekend because we did some stuff, at least tried some stuff last weekend. Um, we did try the uh, one of the ciders that we got up at in New York when we went a while back. Mm. We tried the Apple Palmer mm-hmm. from Cider Creek Hard Cider um, out of Canisteo, New York. We've liked a lot of their stuff in the past, and we had this one that we had gotten to share. It's like an Arnold Palmer Hard Cider. Um, we both really enjoyed it. It's 4.5% alcohol. Um, you gave it a 5 out of 5. It was delicious. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. So, not a full 5, but still, yes. It didn't smell good. No, which, which was very misleading because it tasted much different than it smelled. Yeah, it was off-putting. Like, the smell, when I smelled it, I was just like, well, this doesn't smell like it's going to taste good. And then it did taste good, which was weird. So, glad for that, because you don't like things that don't taste good. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone was like, yeah, I want this to taste like shit. So, what, what happened? It what? Tastes like shit. Tastes like shit. Why? Why you gotta Because he's so cute. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, you missed it right before the microphone went on. Little Peach was doing her corn impression. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, are you ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what you were talking about. The, yeah. the corn on the cob? What? Yep, she was like, I'm corn on the cob. <laughs> I was confused. Wow. Okay. So, that was oh, another winner from Cider Creek Hard Cider. One day we're going to go visit them. Are they in uh, Michigan? I just literally said at the beginning of this they were in New York. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, tried that. Um, we also had, I don't remember if we talked about them. The I got some from Starcut Ciders, the Fuzz, P-H-U-Z-Z. It's a peach cider. I don't think I tried that. You did try it. You didn't check into it, 
but I know you tried it because it was another one where you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need any of that because um. you didn't like it too much. Uh, it's 6.9% alcohol. Starcut ciders are out of Michigan, Bel, Bel, Bel Air, Michigan. They got a Bel Air everywhere. But it's spelled B E L L A I R E, all one word. Mm. Um, so I gave it a 2.75 out of 5. Not one of the better peach ciders I've had. Uh, I was kind of excited. 6.9% uh, alcohol. It has a little bit of a peach taste. It's a little bit on the drier side. So, I don't know. just didn't do it for me. Um, but who knows? I mean, that could change as I drink the rest of what I got. It was a six-pack. So, sometimes the, my initial can, as I drink through what I have, sometimes the, the rating changes. Um, but most of their stuff... That we've had for the most part it's been pretty good um they have a lot of good uh, other good ciders their mimosa cider is good it's called mosa um they had a, um like a pina colada cider it's just called colada i believe um they have one that's a cherry cider that's in their variety packs right now it's, you can't buy it like separately i'm waiting for them to hopefully put it out Separately, because that's what they did with um, some other ones that were exclusives in the variety packs. Um, they had a cinnamon one called Magpie, and I believe that that is sold separately now. So I hope they the cherry one is called Squishy. So I'm hoping at some point they put that um, separately. Then we also drank the. Um, from Bee Nectar Meadery, we had to split. It was called Punk Lemonade. It's 6.3% alcohol. Hard cider with raspberry and lemon. Peach gave this a full 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4 out of 5. It was very good. I did enjoy it. Uh, had a nice raspberry and lemon flavor. Um, again, I'm not the biggest fan of raspberry but when it's done right it's okay and uh give credit where credit's due and the lemon flavor was nice so it was a nice flavor and uh, the bee nectar meadery they're out of ferndale michigan so they've had some good stuff over the years i had one called uh, uh i believe it was an elderberry one called death unicorn Death unicorns? Yeah. Okay. Um, have the punk lemonade. Yeah, Death Unicorn. Mm, I don't that one. Oh, that was Black Current, not Elderberry, my bad. A hard cider with Black Current that screams metal. So, I, I, I probably talked about this a while back because I had it a while ago, so... Yeah, but it's Death Unicorn. That was 5.9% alcohol. I gave it a 4.75. You tried it, and you gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So you liked it. Okay. Um, they've had some other good stuff that have had. Zombie Killer, which I haven't checked into, but I know I've had it. And the dude's rug. They got some, some fun stuff. So, let's see. 
And then we talked about that. And then we went to go find some stuff. Um, I forget what day did I check into this? April 12th. What day was that? Um, a Tuesday. Was it a Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went. Uh, so we were driving around, driving around. And we went to a place called Cork and Bottle in Mount Holly. And they had, I was looking for the Southern Tier Thick Mint Nitro. But they also had this stuff from a place in New Jersey, which I had never heard of them before, called Axe and Arrow. And they had a lot of other flavors that sounded good. But this one was called Blender's Apple Cobbler. I gave it a full 5 out of 5. Um... It's 5.7% alcohol. It's a fruited sour. It's apple, cinnamon, brown sugar, and graham crackers. Um, it was really good. Uh, they're out of Glassboro, New Jersey. Uh, they do have a tasting room, so I want to try to get there at some point. Peach did not like this for some odd reason. She only gave it a 0.75 out of 5. Which one was that? That's very low. I gave it a full 5 because I thought it was delicious. Um, so I hope to try a lot of their other stuff, a lot of their other stuff in what was in the cooler at the place. It sounded delicious. Um, when I read the stuff off of what they have in their tasting room, it sounded delicious. So I definitely want to try a lot more from them. It was really good. It had nice apple flavor. It tasted like apple cobbler. You know, you got the graham cracker and the cinnamon and the apple. It was, it was really good. Um, I know on the can it said a smoothie style sour ale so I don't really know what they mean when they say this smoothie stuff because it's never really that thick it's not like a smoothie thickness um, some of them are, some of them aren't but this one I did not find to be but it was still good uh, I brought this in and I was drinking it around Target because Peach dared me that I wouldn't <laughs> she's like you won't bring it inside but I did and uh, nobody questioned it I could have been drinking a, a fucking energy drink who knows it was a tall can a 16 ounce or so you know I wasn't being rowdy or nothing just you know drinking my beer nobody even batted an eye so I mean cause going to Target's always fun times <laughs> what? you hear? Yes, I'm here. Um, then I did get the Nitro Thick Mint. Um, and I've been a fan of all of the Southern Tier Nitros that they've done in this Blackwater series. But this one was not a win for me. Um, I did buy a four-pack of it. It's... It's a little too minty, but like not a good way. It's like a reminiscent of like a toothpaste mint. Not a. I'm, they were trying to go for like a, I guess a thin mint, like a Girl Scout cookie. So I only gave it a two point five. It wasn't horrible, but probably not something that I would get again. Uh, all their other stuff, I I would probably buy again, but this one just didn't didn't hit with me. It was a, uh, a stout. Um, 10% alcohol so I don't know like I said I only gave it a 2.5 out of 5 
not one of their better ones in my opinion uh damn it damn it what are you damn it ing because a car that I wanted to get for Kara's shower uh, is not in stock. And then uh, last week I did. Well, I guess they wouldn't know. <laughs> they wouldn't. I was going to say about what I did through work, and that wouldn't tip them off to where I work. Mm there's some some volunteer stuff for the boys and girls club in trenton and they have an easter egg hunt for the kids and i was able to go and volunteer for that through work so it was a win-win because it was cool to see all the kids be happy and get stuff and then plus i didn't actually have to be at work Uh, i was just there on the clock um getting paid but like not having to be at work uh but there was some uh discrepancies with my time so I'm going to have to talk to HR about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they did fix it to pay me for the time I was there, but they did take two hours of time from me when mm-hmm. they initially said they weren't going to be. It would be excused, and they wouldn't take any. So it's always something. Um, and then, let's say Thursday night, we went down to Chegg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had off on Friday for Good Friday, and Jeff does because that's his normal schedule. Um, but I had left work early because I had a doctor's appointment, and Jeff decided he was going to leave work early too, so we could have like an extra long weekend together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he got home on Thursday, uh, we got ready and we went down to Chegg. We did. Mm-hmm. Drove down there. Uh, We've talked about that before. But chicken or the egg. They're down Long Beach Island. Down the shore. Um, the temperature dropped drastically going down the shore. Like 20 it dropped degrees. 20 degrees. Yeah, it was like beautiful and like 84 and like a gorgeous day. Like absolutely gorgeous. And as we were driving down it started getting like overcast and windy and um in my car i have like a temperature th- like readout and it just was dropping like you're watching it drop i thought it was great because i like cool temperatures um got there it was good had some food i got some uh boneless wings buffalo tenders peach got a french dip yeah, it was really good. Um, it's BYOB, so we were drinking some, some ciders and stuff. It's always a plus. Uh, we left there and drove back towards home, but then we stopped at one of the liquor stores in uh, South Jersey because they had a champagne that we've been looking for. Um, my friends got married um, last August. Last August, and typically when they do the toast at weddings the champagne does not taste good it's just like regular run-of-the-mill champagne and as we sipped it for the the toast me and my one friend that were sitting at the table together looked at each other and we're like oh wow this is really good so i happened to um ask one of the wait staff like what kind of champagne is this 
and they were like joking they're like oh it's really expensive champagne it's Wyclef so we googled it nowhere in New Jersey had it so like every once in a while I'll just look it up and a liquor store in Marlton said that they had it and it's $5.99 a bottle and um we stopped at the canals off of was that 73 yeah like right where the old circle used to be and um we got a bottle yep found that found some new uh 1911 grapefruit cider uh, that we hadn't seen before yeah um jeff got buzz balls those none of those were good so like i was looking at them and he came over and was looking with me and they had like a bunch of peach ones that i was looking at but like the weird thing about it is they all claim to be like peach flavored but none of them had anything peach flavored in them yeah it was all like orange wine and other stuff that was what was in a majority of them because i got one called chalk teas which you would assume is chocolate but there wasn't anything chocolate mentioned in the ingredients and it had vodka in it orange wine i don't know why uh cream liqueur that one was not good did not enjoy it i didn't enjoy the other one either i drank the other one earlier today it was like a lot of colada or something so it was like rum and coconut and pineapple and lime juice even that wasn't that great like it was just Um, not good yeah, I didn't check into the grapefruit, the 1911, so I don't have, like, a rating. I don't know, you let me try it. It was good. Nothing great, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 5.5% uh, alcohol. It's from 1911 established Beacon Skiff Apple Orchards. They're in Lafayette, New York. Um, I would probably give this, like, a 4 point two five four point five out of five i did i did like it it's a semi-dry sparkling cider with a refreshing burst of grapefruit so it was pretty good got a four pack of that um then we believe we went home after that Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think we did anything else where Mm -hmm. peach drank most of that bottle of champagne by herself so we get home and I'm like, I have the champagne because we threw it in the cooler and I had every intention of drinking it Thursday night. And I'm like trying to figure out if it's like a cork or like a twist off or like what the situation was. And he was what are you doing? Oh. Yeah, get some of that yawns. I'm sorry. Got that people. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Hmm. Um, so he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm i want to open this i want to have it and he was like tonight and i was like yeah why not we have it it's cold let's try it and he's like all right and i'm trying to like figure out how to open it and i figure out it's a twist off so i open it and i was like do you want some or maybe i just handed him the bottle and he's like oh yeah i don't want any yeah i was like what i mean i didn't like necessarily like it to begin with it was all right as far as champagnes go i had a couple sips here and there but like peach basically polished it off by herself 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, a large bottle of champagne. It was, like, one of the smaller bottles, like a small bottle of wine. So it wasn't terrible, but I was so afraid that I was going to wake up with, like, a horrible headache because, like, sometimes cheap wine and champagne gives you that horrible, like, headache the next morning. And, like, not even, like, a hangover, like, just a headache. And thankfully this did not because I was very worried about that. But, um, yeah, so, because we had plans, uh, for Friday, so we, I did not want to wake up with a headache. We did have plans. We woke up, and we had some, uh, pancakes in a cup <laughs> from the paper, the Pearl Mill and Company. What used to be Aunt Jemima. What used to be Aunt Jemima, but they changed it because everybody was all up in arms about it being racist, and they wanted to, like, you know cancel Aunt Jemima. They didn't want to cancel her, but I think it's they wanted to... I don't know. But now it's called the Pearl Milling Company, uh, which is apparently what it was called before they went with the Aunt Jemima character. Um, they have these pancakes in a cup where you just pour water in, mix it up, and then put it in the microwave for like a minute or so. Uh, we had blueberry and chocolate chip. Peach had the chocolate chip one. Mm-hmm. I had the blueberry. Uh, they were pretty good. I mean, it just tasted like a pancake in a cup. Uh, Peach put some peanut butter in hers. Well, because I... Wow. Form a sentence, Katrina. Jesus. Mm. So, we had also gone out Wednesday night to Walmart. Because Starbucks has these, like, adult Lunchable things where it's, like... This, like, muesli bread. Muesli bread? Or muesli. I don't know how to pronounce Some it. Some moose bread. <laughs> hey there. Oh, that was cute. Aww. <laughs> moose. <laughs> um, it's like a little bread and, like, a little packet of peanut butter and some grapes and... Um, some apple pieces and two small pieces of cheddar cheese and two hard boiled eggs with everything bagel seasoning. And, um, it's like six or seven dollars for this. And I really do like it because it's like a good lunch for me where it's not too much. So I'll want to eat dinner with Jeff when, um, we come home, but it also like fills me. So like, I don't want to just eat junk all day. So, um... I was like, I want to buy this bread, like, not in these boxes, because the boxes are expensive, and it's like, well, if I can buy this bread, then I could make them at home, because, like, all the other stuff is stuff that I can get myself, and I was looking it up, and it said the only place that had it was the Lumberton Walmart, and I said to Jeff, I was like, oh, well, uh, let's go to the Burlington Target so we can hit up the Lumberton Walmart. Um, and they had it. They didn't have the kind that comes in the Starbucks box because that's a multigrain. And the one I got was, um, apple cinnamon. Yeah. Apple cinnamon. And they're fucking fantastic. Some snacking rounds. Yeah. They're called snacking rounds, like moosely or muesli bread. Moose. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> come and eat my bread. <laughs> it's from the, the brand Ozery. O-Z. E-R-Y, Osery, I don't know. They have a couple different flavors. I think one of them is blueberry, and I think they had a cranberry orange. 
but I figured the apple cinnamon would go best with like the special Justin's honey roasted peanut butter mm-hmm. because that's in there too. Um, but I wanted Jeff to try oh, one of these. He's a bougie fuck. I'm not bougie. It just tastes good. Okay. Um, the peanut butter is fucking delicious and so are the rounds, but I wanted Jeff to try that. And I thought that's what we were going to have for breakfast. But then his sister had given him these pancakes in a cup. And I wanted to, you know, use them before just forgetting about them forever. And having them like expire or whatever. So I, he didn't want to dirty another silverware and I had already used a spoon to like spread peanut butter on the round for him to try. So I just used that spoon in my chocolate chip pancake in a cup, um, and it was very good. FYI, I wasn't a big fan of the rounds. Uh, the round itself, I guess, was all right. Not a fan of the peanut butter, the expensive Justin's <laughs> peanut butter and honey. It was too organic for me and, like, crystally. It's not organic. It's just, like, natural. Whatever, natural. It was too crystally for me. It wasn't smooth. I could, like, taste the crystals in the peanut butter. And it was just like gritty. And uh, not a fan. So oh. then we dropped off some pizza boxes because I had some piling up in the back of my car from when we've been getting pizza like the last, I don't know, probably over the last month or so. And there's a place near us in Bordentown. Um, they have these boxes. There's like four of them. And they look very similar to boxes you'd see outside of like Salvation Armies or places like that where you donate clothing <coughs> or shoes and stuff like that but they're for you to put your pizza boxes in now you have to have them cleaned out you can't have like the paper in there you can't have any garbage or pizza crust or whatever just the boxes because around I don't know how it is in most places but around here they won't recycle pizza boxes in the recycling because of the grease stains and stuff for some reason, they, they don't do it. Or you can't put pizza boxes in the recycling. So you got to throw them away. But what they've done here, and they started this around in 2020, where they have these bins, and you put your pizza boxes in there, and farmers come and get them, and they put them in the soil in their fields, and they, you know, they biodegrade, and they, like, add carbon into the soil, and they kind of, you know make stuff grow better um so they they are welcoming these pizza boxes and if people eat a lot of pizza and apparently like these boxes get filled quite a bit they seemed empty when we dropped them off so maybe we got at a good time um but i'm glad to know that because it does help things grow and i always like recycling when i can i don't like throwing out stuff when it can be recycled or reused or whatever so i'm glad that now this is an option to drop these pizza boxes in there. It's called the Pizza Box Project Pizza Box. Um, it says drop your empty pizza boxes only. They tell you no garbage, no donations, no clothing, no plastics. So just make sure people don't put the wrong stuff in there, which I'm sure it probably still does happen because a lot of people don't know how to fucking follow the rules or read. And um, but hopefully this does help the farmers out a lot. It's a win-win. It helps farmers, it helps recycle things and reduce waste and trash. So, I was really happy to drop those off. And then, what did we do on Friday? Target? Sorry, I'm trying to get everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what I do with my water bottle. 
So bring it in. So where is everything? Did you leave it at Armageddon? Oh no, did I? I don't know. Um, so I had seen on TikTok, um, a video about a ghost town in Walpack, New Jersey. And it was like a ghost town and, um, it was these two guys and I'm pretty sure they're a YouTube channel. Um, and it was just like a small bit of their episode on TikTok, but they were talking about how like the town was basically taken back by the government in the, was it the fifties? Well, probably in the 70s. In the 50s, it flooded a bunch. Okay. In 1955, there were some bad floods. And then they were like, the Army Corps of Engineers and like the government were like, hey, if we just build a dam here and build a reservoir and flood it out, like, that'll help with, you know, these places won't get flooded because they'll already just be, you know, gone and uh, people shouldn't live here. So, like, in the 70s, they started buying, I guess, the property or making people move and get out of their houses. They made people leave their houses. Basically, the government came in and was like, eminent domain, we're taking this uh, land and get the fuck out. Well, it was like, I don't know, I've, I've read both and I've seen both because on the, on the houses themselves, the properties, it says, like, there's some science to give you, like, a little background of what the building was and it says it was bought for whatever... Um, by the United States in this, you know, year. But then I did read about eminent no domain and stuff. But either way, like, even if they gave money to them, like, it wasn't a choice. It was, hey, we're going to pay you this much for your building or your house. Get out. Uh, you don't have a choice to, like, not take our offer. We're, um, so they were going to build a dam and flood out all the properties and the, the land it was going to be like a 37 mile long reservoir and they wound up not doing it because the ground wasn't right to build on or there was some some problems and so I don't know what happened after that because I don't know if people went back because I had said before, like, I wonder how long it was between they told people to get out to when they said, hey, we're not doing this. And I did read somewhere recently that it was, like, two years in between. So, maybe people were already gone, they weren't going to go back. Because it's also weird, because you hear these stories, and then, but, like, a lot of the buildings, like, in the, the main strip of town, because there's a lot of... Because, like I said, it was going to be 37 miles long. So, like, there's a, a lot of buildings they made people get out of and homes. There's a lot of abandoned stuff in a very big area, but like this wall pack itself is just a, a town that has a main street. And like, that's what it's known for. Like a concentrated, like main street town had like a church, a schoolhouse, uh, a post office slash general store. And, um, but there's a lot of farms and stuff that are like outlying. And there's like the van camp and inn that was like an inn, there was, like, a Delaware or something uh, resort, like a hotel um, that's, like, vacant and just falling into disarray. And um, it's just weird because some of the stuff, like, in the, the buildings in Wallpack, like they have 
satellite dishes. So, and then there's also people that still do live in the area. So I don't know if some people did come back because it said like, I don't know, back in the eighties or whatever, there were like roughly around 60 people that lived there. Now there's like seven that live within a certain amount of, you know, square, uh, mileage. And, um, in the actual town on the main street, there is a building that has a sign out front marked resident. So I think somebody does live there, but there's nobody else on the whole street. Um, all of it's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. The roads are not too well maintained. There's another road that we didn't go on that also does have some cool stuff and has the van camping in that we didn't check out called the old mine road. And that was thought to be built by some of the Dutch settlers to move some of the stuff that they were mining out from this area up to New York and it's a very long road but like that road's even from what I've read is even worse like it's not even maintained as well as the other road there's a lot of potholes it's gravel road so but I would like to check out the Van Campen Inn um, they do have uh, certain days the, the Walpack Historical Society does stuff like maybe around Christmas or Van Campen Day, and they do open up these some of these buildings so that you can go inside, like the Van Campen Inn, the church, um, one of the other houses. Why are you jiggling your boobs? Why? I don't know what happened? Why would you say that? I don't know. Why are you doing it? I was not. Okay, so we want to go back at some point and check out the inside of these buildings. So. Yeah, because um, while you could like walk around, little Peach grounds. was trying to break into everything. She wanted to see if everything was open. She kept pulling on every door <laughs> that was every building, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "You know, we're here. Why not try?" Um, the guys on the pot or on the TikTok made it seem like the people just like left, and there was maybe still stuff around, kind of like a Chernobyl thing, like. They weren't really given time. It was just kind of like, get what you can get and get the fuck out. I don't think it was like that. I think they might have been, like, exaggerating that. Make yeah. it sound more interesting. Yes. Um. But is, was it cool that we went? Yeah. yeah. And we had a good time. It'd be cooler if we were allowed to go inside, so that's why we want to go back. Yeah. And, like, um, they are trying to, like, fix up some of the buildings. Um. In, like, the past couple of years, they've really, like overhauled the church that's yeah. there i did see it on instagram where it showed before they fixed it up and it did look rough but like now it looks really great like mm -hmm. nice and white and pristine yeah. so they are putting some effort into you know revitalizing some of the stuff there and making it look nice um i don't know what their end game is really uh because if they only have these things open on certain random days like during the year but i did start following their instagram and stuff to so we could get a heads up i don't know i feel like the next time we go out there like we gotta like rent a car like a truck <laughs> because like both of our cars sit low to the ground mm -hmm. and some of these potholes are like horrendous like and i hear like i said where the van camping in is um on the old mine road i hear that road's a lot worse than what we drove on so mm -hmm. like I don't want to fuck up either one of our cars, but they expect people to drive out there when they're having these special events. But it's like, then why don't you maintain these roads a little bit better? Yeah. But, um, 
we walked around the little town and looked in the windows and read all the little signs that were on them. Try to open all the doors. Yes, I tried to open all the doors. He's like, we're there. <laughs> like, if we can get in and walk around, like, I want to. We saw something that was weird there. It was like a, looked like a telescope observatory kind of thing. Yeah, like a Hubble telescope type deal. Like I was reading those. into that, too. People were saying it was an abandoned observatory or it was something else. And people want to see if they can, like get into it and like lease it and like use it yeah because it probably has an awesome fucking telescope in it if it was an observatory which is what it looks like um oddly we talked about it while we were there enough i didn't get any pictures of it yeah i I was very interested i kept did you take any pictures of it no i don't think so Um, well we'll be back at some point yeah uh we drove around some of the roads we did go to the cemetery that's there. Jeff, like, walked down to the creek that runs behind the cemetery. Yeah, it's like a hill down back behind the the back of the cemetery. It's like Tillman Brook. Nice little babbling brook. I walked down there. Peach had... I had thought, like, hey, I was thinking in my mind, hey, I want to go down there. And then she kind of asked me, so we were kind of, like, on the same page where we were thinking. I'm like, but... I was like, you can't make it down there yeah. and back up, but I can. And she was like, well, then you go down there and check it out, and Take I'll pictures. just wait up here. So I did go down there, took some pictures, saw a frog hopping around the water. It was very nice, very serene and tranquil. Um, there was um, some waterfalls around there called Buttermilk Falls. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Because Peach, why is it called? I don't know. <laughs> well, see, he had looked it up, and I was just wondering because, like, you know, sometimes they're like, "Oh, this was named for blah 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 blah." And it's mm. like, well, why is it named that? Because that's like a very, like, not like oh, green fern waterfall, like buttermilk. Like, why? Mm. But we couldn't get to it this time. We'll try to get back there at some other point. Yeah, that's gonna involve a hike. I don't know if it's too far. It's just getting. To it because it is not too far off the road and there is a parking lot where you can park and like get to it but like just getting down the road was difficult because the one road that we were supposed to go down was like closed and we had to detour around this other way and then the road that the buttermilk falls are on was like the same road that bypasses the cemetery but up to a certain point like it's gated off so i don't know if you can come at it from the other way or if at any point they open that gate I don't know. I mean, because I'm, I'm assuming from what I've read that you can drive down that road right to it because there is a parking lot across the street like from where you can get in to okay. see it. I just don't know exactly. And there's not, if you could imagine, there's not the greatest service out there in your cell phone. So, oh, yeah. Um, like, we, we weren't even roaming. Like, at points, like, we just had no service. Like, not internet, not phone nothing yeah so like, like there is just a an X. there is a restaurant there called the wallpack inn which uh peach looked up and apparently they're very fancy and um, um they're they have really like rave reviews they didn't open until four and we were there around one yeah so and we were looking for somewhere to eat and had like the timing worked out i mean we might have yeah, it. I mean, I definitely want to check it out even at some point in the future. I just don't understand how they have such rave reviews and they do such good business when they're, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, people say that the view off of their back deck is phenomenal. And I get that, but, like, still, it's in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah. Um, it's right near like an abandoned fucking town in this whole area where like nobody lives because they were gonna fucking flood it out, and there's like seven residents within however many square miles, especially like not the bet and then they don't open till four i mean it's great now because it stays lighter longer but like i wouldn't want to be driving out there at night yeah because like there's like no street lights there's potholes everywhere uh you're the, in the middle of nowhere the children at play sign on like the long winding road it has bullet holes in it yeah there's a bunch of bullet holes in that so it's like not really an area that you want to be driving at after dark so, and like I said, you don't have good cell reception. So if you're not from around there, not a local, and you're using your GPS, well, that might be hit or miss. And then, like, you're stuck out there with no GPS. There's potholes, no street lights. You're, like, in the middle of abandoned country. It could just be a really bad situation. Yeah, I don't understand how this place does so well or who thought, like, hey, we're going to keep this running when we're literally in the middle of nowhere. Well. They make it work. Apparently so. So, I mean, I do definitely want to check it out at some point. I do want to see that view. Yeah. That, you know, has been raved about. So, but not this time. Didn't didn't happen this time. Yeah. So, um, after we were done exploring, we were hungry. We wanted to get something to eat. Um, but we were also trying to think, like, oh, what's around there? And, um... This was Friday, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I when we were on the way up, uh, we passed through Blairstown. And I know that Blairstown is not too far away from Stroudsburg. Um, so, I'd asked Jeff. I was like, well, we're not too far away. Why don't we go check out Banters? And at this point, we both were hungry, but we're talking about going somewhere to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we didn't even factor in food. Like, we still weren't even thinking about food, even though we both were hungry. And we should be eating something instead of drinking, or at least eating first. Yeah. Um, so, we drove and came across, you know, the Pennsylvania side up that way, across Dingman's Ferry Bridge, which was... Kind of a narrow bridge, not the narrowest we've been on. No, not the narrowest. But it was a wooden, like, it had metal on the sides. It was like a bridge made of two by fours. But the the road part was wood. And yeah. Peach was freaking the fuck out. It did cost a dollar to go across. There was a woman standing just in the middle of the road at the I end. I wanted to say that. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, you already said it. Yeah, you say it now. Just pretend I didn't say it. But at the end of the bridge, there was an old lady with a bucket collecting the money. There was. Um, <laughs> she was very nice. Yeah. Um, and they also had um, like their ambulance squad there collecting donations. So we gave some money to that, mm -hmm. even though we don't live around there. But it's always good to help out. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that stuff needs, that's important stuff. So... Um, and who knows? Who who does know? What don't? Who do we, I don't know. Do we, at, we might be out there and need services at well, some don't point. Don't wish that upon us. I'm not. I'm just saying. You never know. So we're driving towards Banters, and we're like, "Well, we drive past this restaurant, and it said something about a, a tiki bar, and we're like, "Ooh, that sounds fun." So I passed, and she's like, "Well, do you want to turn around?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's turn around. Let's go there." So then I. Got to the next light. There was a Turkey Hill convenience store, which I stopped at because I had to pee. 
And so I went in there, did that, then turned around, went back to the Tiki Bar place, and we parked, went into that. Peach is just shaking her head. Biggest mistake ever. (laughs) Well, it was like three quarters of a mistake. So are you going to... You go yeah, ahead. so we get we get parked, which was an ordeal, because they have a sign out in the middle of their parking lot, so like you have to either go to the left or to the right of it, and um, this dude is like on the left side, driving to the right side, like going real slow, not really knowing what the fuck he's doing, and we're pulling off the highway, and he's like fucking around, so Jeff just like went around him and to the left we park and um as we're walking up it's looking a lot less cool than it looked from the road and it took a while for the hostess to come over to well hostess slash waitress because she was doing both things and i don't know there's only two of them out there and they seem like short staff because the one woman and i she was nice and all but I do hate when servers like start telling you their woes. Yeah. Or she was like, "Oh, they wanted us to open this today out here because it's nice out, and they wanted to have it open." But like, yeah, and like we don't have the staff, and yeah. stuff wasn't like the furni- the patio furniture wasn't out there. It's like you're um, kind of like making this less fun for me. You know? Yeah. So we we sat down, and she brings us over menus, and it it wasn't a huge menu, but it also it wasn't small, but um, no drink menus, and it's like, well. They're, they're a tiki bar, and, like, that's... They have, like, the, you know, the tiki bar, um... Like, set up. Umbrellas and whatnot. So, you'd think that they'd have some, like, tiki bar-esque drinks. So, I'm, like, doing Googling, um... Doing Googling. Trying to see, like, what comes off. Like, oh, maybe they have something online. I do find it. There's a list of drinks. There's no prices. Um... We had ordered water and a a long time passed before we got the water and they came over and finally took our order. Um, I ordered a rum runner and what did you get? I got the Tiki iced tea, which is like a bunch of, it it was very reminiscent of like a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. Didn't Um, taste like one that I've ever had. No, and my rum runner was not good. Um, and they came out in red solo cups. Yeah, I thought they were going to be like maybe in fun tiki mugs or whatever because you're a tiki bar. But uh, as you, if you follow us on Instagram, I did post a picture and I kind of superimposed some tiki faces on our red cups uh, yeah. to make it more fun. And we both got the same thing. We got a tiki burger, which is basically a bacon cheeseburger with barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... The chef. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So they bring out their burgers, and then, like, maybe two or three minutes later... And it also had lettuce, tomato, and onion on it when that wasn't said that was supposed to be on it, right? Yeah, mm mm-mm. And it came with a side of chips. And uh, a couple minutes after the burgers got brought out to us, one of the waitresses comes over and was like, oh, uh, the chef apologizes, he forgot the barbecue sauce, and they hand us little... I don't like, remember what brand it was. It was like Cattleman's or it was like Bullseye. Or Bullseye, something. but it was like the kind of dipping things you get at McDonald's, like barbecue sauce, where you like rip it open, yeah, the top. But it was like Bullseye. Now <laughs> the chef apologizes. <laughs> he forgot the barbecue sauce. Here's your uh, 
dipper cups of barbecue sauce. But, like, okay, appreciate the fact that, like, you're trying to make the situation right. The drinks were terrible. The service was not good. But the the food was really the good. The burger was delicious. The burger was delicious. Um, chips, not so much. Yeah. And, like, it didn't say what it came with. And, like, she wasn't, like, forthcoming with, like, oh, it comes with chips. Because, like... No, she did say that. Did she? Yeah, I... she was like, it comes with chips. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, they didn't really give you an option. Like, oh, if you wanted to substitute yeah. fries, I'm sure it would have cost more money. Probably. Um, and it was just... It was such an ordeal. We were done with our food for so long before the check was well before the, she came back over to see us. And then we asked if we could have the check and we waited for like a good 20 minutes. Yeah. Before she remembered that she didn't bring us the check. Yeah. So then that was an ordeal. And by the time she was bringing us the check, I just had my card and I just handed it to her. It's like, just fucking run it. We want to get out of here. But what we think was maybe the owner was walking around talking to people and he seemed really nice. Um, like none of these servers like the two waitresses and the owner like they were all really nice and like i do feel for them because like they were slammed and if it was just the two of them and like the owner was kind of making more work for the two waitresses instead of helping because he's like letting people sit wherever they want and then like asking them what they wanted and like oh these people over here need two bud lights and they're like we're already doing other stuff yeah like just he was just like shouting orders he did it with like three different tables and like but like not in a mean way no like oh the uh, diet coke and an iced tea and two bud lights like just trying to be like friendly and helpful but really like just fucking over the waitresses even more than they already were screwing up their method or if they had a method but again they all seem nice but it Yes, it was really nice out, and there were a lot of people out, and then there was a lot of people going there, and there was a lot of people sitting down, so it was like, well, the last minute they probably wanted us to open this outside because it's nice out, but like we weren't really prepared for it. Yeah. So, um, lesson learned. We will not be back, like, sadly. Well, I don't know. No. No, no, no. probably not. Because even if they had it up and going, and like, the burger was good, but the drinks were not good. Drinks were terrible, and they were super overpriced, and they added 18% gratuity. Yeah, that was another thing. Like, yes, I get that maybe you're a little understaffed and you were unprepared for this, but, like, for us to have to deal with this, to deal with it and wait for so long in between getting, like, our drinks and our food and the check, and you're going to automatically give yourself an 18% tip, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and, like, the shitty thing about that is, had we not seen that on the menu we wouldn't have known because it doesn't say like the breakdown on the bill yeah, it didn't say like oh and then the 18 percent added gratuity like it just makes you think it's part of it but like we had said we had read it on the menu but like if you didn't see that you probably would have double tipped them yeah which like i did at that place in Bordentown. the hob yeah um because like when she brought the check like there was still a place for me to add tip and it's like, well, yeah. you already did that. So but, uh, we left there, yeah. mostly unsatisfied, except for the burger. The burger yeah. was good, and people and, were nice. But and we got to Banter's, and there was a bit of an issue trying to find parking because it was such a nice day. There was a lot of people out and about. But we found one right across the street. We got to a yeah. place right across the street, so not too bad. Yeah, and we went in, and there were. I think 
two people in there when yeah, we first walked in. Yeah, just two people when we walked just in. Two guys. And a new person that we had never seen before. Um, and we go up to the bartending. bar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, new person bartending. Who are you in here <laughs> drinking? <laughs> and um, we order because they had one new cider that we had never had. Yeah, the orange cider. Oh, what the hell was it called? Morning Glory. Yeah. Um, and it was good. Um, and Jeff got the magic pour of that because apparently there is one glass per keg that is just like the epitome of the perfect pour like it's got all the magic in it so jeff got that one and i got in a swamp frog which is their limeade cider which is so good so refreshing but peach did like the morning glory she gave it a full five out of five i didn't like the tasting cup that because so when like we walked mine. in, yeah, when we walked in, I asked, I was like, can we try the Morning Glory? Because I wasn't sure because they have a tangerine mimosa cider that sounds so good in theory. And it's just not great. Not great at all. So, um. But it's 7.1% alcohol. It's just a hard apple cider with sweet orange. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Jess' you know, glass was super tasty. I gave it a 4.5. Peach gave it a 5 out of 5. It was mm-hmm. really good. I got a full glass of it. Yeah. Um, Peach got the Swamp Frog. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as we're there, we got to talking to the bartender. Her name was... Jen. Jen. Um, and we got talking to one of the guys that was in there. His name was Rob. And... Jen is a woman that wears many hats. She does podcasts. She does radio shows. She does um, movies. And she's in a bunch of bands. And she's just a really cool person. And we talked to her for many hours. We had totally planned to just stop into Banters and then go to Buttsville Brewing so Jeff could check them out. But we ended up ending the night at Banters because we were there until almost closing and just hanging out with her and drinking the cider and talking to Rob. And then like as people came in and out, like they'd add into the conversation and it was just a really good time. Yep. Um, We had fun. We were just talking about a bunch of stuff, talking about like what we do and podcasting and uh just where we were earlier in the day and what we were doing and then just talking to them and then sharing stuff with them about cider places that we had been and like the cider uh website that tells you like where their cider places at like in each state that's listed Mm -hmm. on a map so just like trading information with people so like giving them something that they hadn't known before and we had fun like doing a little faith facebook sleuthing we're trying to figure out who someone was. I don't. Uh, I don't want to say names. I don't recall, you. but uh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Um. But it was fun. It was like we totally had every intention of leaving there and trying to hit Buttsville Brewing. Um. But I just said that. But we just we didn't because <laughs> we just had so much fun talking and and drinking ciders. We we're just like, oh well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay here and then leave. Yeah, and then. <laughs> On the way home, it had been about, you know, eight hours since we ate burgers, so we were hungry again, 
and it was late at this point and the New Jersey at least still has not completely recovered from like everywhere closing early during the pandemic so a lot of places are still closing early and it was a third no that was a Friday night but um we're like well what the fuck are we gonna eat and Jeff was like well I could do Burger King some delicious burgers not as delicious as the burgers we had so I was like all right yeah let's do that I tried something new from there it was fucking foul it was so gross they didn't have onion rings, so Jeff was wasn't able to get what he wanted. The fries were cold and saltless. Oh, I wanted a rodeo burger. That's why the onion rings mattered. Yeah, the yeah the fries were cold and saltless. It was just. It was very disappointing. It was a bad Burger King experience. Bad Burger King. Yeah. So then we got home. I want to say we got home around nine thirty, and we went to bed. <laughs> Wild Friday night, 9.30 bedtime. Yeah, we went to bed super early and like, I don't know, I guess got a somewhat good night's sleep. I think I woke up around 5 anyway, but like we had been sleeping since 10, so I mean it's still a good amount of hours. Yeah, I, I think I got up around 6.30 or 7 on Saturday. But it was still so good because we weren't, we're not both usually accustomed to having off on Friday and being able to do stuff, so we're like today's only Friday. Like, you know, when we woke up the next day, we're like, it's only Saturday. Like, we still have a whole nother day. Like, just excited about, like, having the time and that it's, the weekend wasn't over yet. It just felt like a longer weekend. So, we woke up on Saturday. Go ahead. I was just looking what you posted. I didn't post anything. What you commented. Oh, um. 3BR. So we woke up on Saturday, we got some breakfast sandwiches from Yogi's uh, Diner, got some uh, bagel sandwiches, you got a bacon, egg, and cheese on a French toast bagel. Yeah. What the hell was that? Yeah. I don't know. I know you like them You more. said you liked it. Like, when it you was, ate it. It was okay, but, like, it's not as good as Bordentown bagel. too much of a flip-flopper. No, it's, I really like, I don't like their bagels. I don't like Yogi's bagels. Well, I enjoy their bagels, and I enjoy their sandwiches, and they're nicely priced. Because you wanted to go to the Bagel Nook. I did. Where a breakfast sandwich on a bagel would have cost me like 11 fucking dollars. I know. And the one that I got at Yogi's was delicious, and it is every time, and it was $5. I got a sausage, egg, and cheese on a, a jalapeno cheddar bagel, and... It was delicious with salt and pepper and uh, $5. Like, again, at the other place, the Bagel Nook, it would have cost $11. They would have charged me $2.50 extra just to have the special bagel. Like, it's a premium bagel. Not at Yogi's. It's premium taste. Regular price. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut Yogi's. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you should let him use that. <laughs> like, I got a slogan for you. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, so... Berkowitz. Um, just kind of hung out for a little bit on Saturday. Yeah, we didn't really know what we were going to do. And uh, you were like, go get me a bagel sandwich and I'll get ready. To, I'm like, and ready to go where? Because we don't know. Yeah, so Jeff went and picked out the food while I got ready and, like, cleaned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, 
so hmm. so um where did we go first we went to beach b yes i keep forgetting there we had tried to go to beach so we B. went to starbucks first oh yeah we went to starbucks first no we didn't we went to beach b and then starbucks mm. so we went to beach b meadery we talked about them before on a previous podcast i'm pretty sure um they're in long branch new jersey yeah so northern new jersey like north eastern yeah because they're down like like on the a little up above asbury park mm-hmm, near the beach right near the beach boy mm-hmm. you know beach bee it fits you get it but um they do meads and they have some ciders and we enjoyed everything we had from them last time and when we were there a couple of weeks ago because they had a couple of new flavors that we hadn't tried um so and we ended up not staying last time just too crowded yeah there were so many people um and this time we went we were the only people there yeah we wanted to get there early even though peach was still making us late because she's like oh <laughs> we'll get there early and meanwhile like they would they opened at noon yeah we got there at one yeah so well, like, but like one nobody i mean there were a couple people and more people came as we were there but they sat outside and we sat inside because it was real windy out yeah, we were like the only people sitting inside the whole yeah. time for the majority of the time so there were um eight nine ten eleven there were eleven things yeah there's a lot of things that we tried that were new to us yeah there were eleven things that we had tried that were new um, a mix of meads and uh, ciders. So we're just going to go down the list real quick. We'll give you the name and what we thought of it. So the first one we tried was an autumn spice mead. It's 14% alcohol. Um, their autumn spice mead is turmeric ginger forward brewed with turmeric oasis tea from the High Tide Tea Company. It's the perfect spiced fall treat. Peach gave it a 4 out of 5. I gave it a 3 out of 5. All the meads are very sweet. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on what flavor you're getting from whatever it is. So it, it, mead in general is very sweet. This would have been amazing in like a hot tea or a hot apple cider. The spices in it were delicious. Big fan. Yeah, like I said, she gave it a 4 out of 5. I gave it a 3, so it was a little bit lower. But still not bad. Um, but not one of my favorites. Uh, I did have a nice spiced flavor, but again, not not one of my favorite drinks. Um, then there was pumpkin pie, which I checked in incorrectly. So yeah, so I guess they had done a pumpkin spice mead before, yeah. but this was a pumpkin pie mead, and it was absolutely. Again, 14%. All of their meads are generally 14% alcohol. Um, New pumpkin pie mead is made with spices, vanilla, and brown sugar. Tastes like the perfect spice pumpkin pie. Peach gave it a full 5 out of 5. Fantastic. I gave it a 3.25 out of 5, so a little bit higher than the last one, but still not one of my favorites. But was good. A little bit better. Um, It was all right. No, see with meads like they're they're good, but they're so sweet and like yeah. I feel like a lot of these would be good if you like mix them with something, like maybe put it in a cider, like a non-alcoholic cider. And then there was strawberry rhubarb mead, which is again fourteen percent alcohol. 
It's just strawberry rhubarb mead. Uh, it was delicious. Five out of five from Peach. I gave it a 3.75, so slowly creeping up with each thing that we're trying. I did like it a little bit better than the autumn spice and the pumpkin pie. This was nice because the sweetness of the strawberries and the mead was balanced by the tartness of the rhubarb. You got both of the flavors. You also got the honey. It was good. I didn't much dig the smell of it. I don't know if that was a rhubarb I was smelling, but I just... I don't I didn't, remember. I don't remember. I didn't dig the smell, but um, then there was BFF, Banana Fields Forever. Oh my and god. And again, 14% alcohol. Uh, new, a vibrant bouquet of... This says strawberries. Mm-hmm. Was there strawberries in it? Yes. I didn't taste any strawberry. Just... Yes, they said that they With a perfectly somewhere. balanced burst of banana. Semi-sweet to sweet. It was sweet, but it tastes just like a banana bread. Like if someone liquefied banana bread, yeah. this is what it would taste it like. It was sweet, but not overly sweet. And it had a really great banana flavor. Like, like a desserty flavor. Not like a, she had said, not like a Laffy Taffy. No, 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 no. Like a, like banana bread. Yeah. Like it tasted like biting into a nice piece of banana bread we both gave it a five out of five mm -hmm. it was probably my favorite meat out of the it was my favorite meat mm -hmm. out of the whole bunch that mead that we tried um it was very delicious um motherfucker uh and they had a strong current reserve which was like a newer batch from what they normally do it's a black currant mead with black pepper aged in red wine barrel for five months. But they also said they added in some cacao nibs or extra ones. And um, they, what was the other thing they said was in here? I think the black the pepper. And some avocado honey. Oh. Um, Peach gave it a three out of five. I gave it a four out of five. I really liked this one. It had a really good taste. It had very much red wine feel for me, and I'm not a fan of red wine. I got the black currant flavor and the peppery taste. I wouldn't know what the fuck avocado honey tastes like to save my life, so I'm not going to ooh, and the notes of avocado honey. <laughs> it was in there, but it all together it made it taste good, and I enjoyed it. had a really great flavor. Um, definitely probably like my second favorite. Um, then we moved into the ciders and we had a prickly pear cider that was 6% alcohol uh, who says local summer can't still taste like summer prickly pear cider aged in Jamaican rum barrels semi-sweet peach gave it a 2.25 out of 5 it was not for me I gave it a 3.75 I did enjoy it I did like the flavor of the prickly pear and I did get the like the Jamaican the rum flavor as well it was it was good definitely a good cider that I would drink again then there was the cranberry cinnamon cider 7% alcohol um, peach gave this a full 5 out of 5 it was so good I gave it a 4.25 out of 5 it did have great flavor you got you know the cranberry flavor and cinnamon it was very tasty. Um, like the flavor was there. It wasn't like some of the other ciders where they're like, oh, just like hints of flavor or we don't use sugar or stuff like that. It had a big flavor, but wasn't like super sweet. So that's the kind of cider that I like. It has, it's not going to kill you. Like I do like sweeter on the sweeter side stuff, 
but I don't want overpowered sweetness. I want flavor of whatever fruits in it or spices. I like to have the flavor. So that was a good one. Then there was a mango habanero cider. Um, 7% alcohol. Sweet mango forward with finishing notes of habanero heat that builds up as you sip. Was it very correct? Because the first sip I had, I didn't really get any of the heat. Um, Peach did not like this one. She gave it a 1.5 out of no, 5. No, I don't like mango. It, the, there was no spice there for yeah. me. But I just, I don't like mango. Because it was very true to builds up as you sip. Because the first sip that she had, she didn't get any. The first sip that I had, I didn't get any. But as I continued sipping the rest of it, you did get that build up of heat. And it was very nice with the mango flavor. I gave it a 5 out of 5. Probably my favorite cider out of the bunch. Um, I really did enjoy it. Then there was the orange hibiscus cider. Um, we both gave this a five out of five, six percent alcohol, carbonated cider infused with hibiscus, orange, cranberry, and apple. It was delicious. It reminded me of like an orange Gina, mm -hmm. like it was very refreshing and orangey, and just good. It was good flavor, so. I gave this one a 5 out of 5 as well. She did. So up there with the mango habanero as like, I don't know. They were all good, the ciders, I, I think. So like, but the mango habanero in this one were, were two of my favorites. And then there was the rosemary currant cider. 6% alcohol. The perfect winter drink made with fresh rosemary and red currant. Peach gave this a 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. It was very good. Um, it was it was reminiscent to us of like um, Armageddon Cider has a ro uh, cranberry rosemary or rosemary cranberry, whatever. And like, I guess red currants are maybe along the lines of like a cranberry. Mm -hmm. So it was a very similar taste. You got the rosemary, but you also got the tartness and the fruitiness of the, the, the currant. So it was really good. And Peach liked it. 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Um, had a very good flavor. And then there was... Mm, that was it. <laughs> then there was nothing else. That was it. So... Let's see. Then we left there. And I was like, oh, what else are we going to do? So... I had said when we were going out that way that I had some over time of upgrading my movie collection, movie by movie, every once in a while from DVD to Blu-ray. I've got all these old DVDs just sitting around. And they have this program called uh, Free Blockbuster. It's kind of like, you know, the things you'd see out back in the day and you still see them now, like a little library, like where you take a book or leave a book. And it's like, but with movies. And it's using the blockbuster notoriety. There's a lot of them in Philly and around. This is the first one that's in New Jersey. And it's in Keyport. And it's inside of a distillery. So I had seen this on Instagram for a bit. And I had seen the distillery on there for a bit. So I was like, we're going to be going up that way. I'll bring the movies. And be able to drop them off, put them in there. So we got in there, we got inside. The box was kind of full. 
So I tried to shove as many as I could in there, but then still had the bag. Um, sat down. It was called 3BR Distillery. Um, it's Russian. I don't want to say Russian owned. The, the twin brothers that own it, they are of Russian descent. Um, but they, again, it's not. It's hard these days with what's going on in Ukraine of people just boycotting Russian stuff. And it's like, you know, not all Russian people are bad. Not all Russian people want what's going on. They definitely don't want what's going on. They support Ukraine. They have friends and family that live in Ukraine. Um, one of the other are, I don't know what you call her, server, waitress. Her name was Yulia. And she, you know, is from Belarus. And she's got, you know, family back there and in Ukraine. So they're all just want a peaceful resolution. They don't want any of the fighting, any of the war. Um, so we sat down and they have a really cool but weird ordering system where like you scan a QR code on your phone and you order through your phone and it just knows no matter if I did it through my phone or Peach did it through her phone, like it knows that it's the same bill. I think the QR codes were like specifically tagged to the table. Like they had like a, um, a location. Yeah, that, that would make sense. I think that's how, um, so we, we were having like a struggle bus moment where we're like, okay, we want to try everything. We're here. We want to try it. But on the website, like the, uh, that you would scan to do the, with the QR code, it says that you can only pick eight of the flavors for a flight, but there were nine to try. And it's like, well, we want to try everything. And then we're like trying to figure out like what one we didn't want to get and like how to go about that. And, um, Yulia came back up and she's like, okay, what can I help you with? And I was like, well, we want to try everything. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, well, I can put that in for you and I'll get that started. So they, she took a tasting flight, which was everything, um, and split it into two. So Jeff and I each had these like little medicine cups, like with a very, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like a quarter or an eighth of a shot in each one, like small amount, enough to get a taste, but not enough where you're like, oh my gosh, I just did a tasting and I'm hammered. Um, so like she went through everything and they make, did you already say this? Oh no. So they make their vodka, their spirit, their main spirit out of peas um, and like she gave us some backstory about that and how, um, when was it in the 1980s? Was it that? I don't know. I don't know what you want to go for, what you're trying to do. You want to give the history, you want to give what it is that we drank. Well, I was going to give the history of why they were using that and then go into what we, we drank. So, um,. The brothers, they're twin brothers. There's Alex uh, Zamdanov. I don't know how to... I'm, I hope I'm not butchering that. And are. Max um, Zandanov. Or Zan... Zidanov. Zidanov? Oh, I have no idea. See? Um, Wrap your Polish tongue around it. You should be able to. 
So they probably uh, share their family history and the recipe of the spirit their grandfather moonshine in Moscow decades ago. The brothers, they were born in Russia and moved to Queens, New York when they were six months old. They opened the Soviet Prohibition-themed distillery in April 2021, so not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yulia said they'd been open about a year. Um, so let's see. Uh, their grandfather, Oleg Pachinkin, began distilling in his hometown of Moscow during the Soviet Union Prohibition in the 1980s. Um... So, like, back then, they had to ration, and you were only allowed to get buy two bottles. Because apparently the person that was in office was not a drinker, was not a partier, and people were drinking, what did she say, a bottle every other day? Yeah, um, the 20, uh, they explained, the general secretary, uh, Gorbachev, Reduced the production of sales of vodka to combat the ongoing drinking problem because he wasn't a big drinker. Yeah. Um, at the time, the average consumption was about a bottle a person every two days. Yeah. As part of the culture, vodka was also used as currency. If you wanted a plumber to come by, you needed a certain amount of vodka for him in order to get it act- stuff actually done. At one point, the government handed out coupons for a certain amount of vodka per month, they said. That bit of the history led to their Monmouth County Distillery's name. 3BR. Three bottles are a riot because you were only allowed to get two bottles. Um, The road to riot happened quicker than expected for the twins. They began experimenting with alcohol making process while attending Rutgers. Uh, They did ginger beer first, then turning wine into brandy. Uh, Neither were successful and they almost decided to give up entirely. They thought it was undrinkable. um, But they modified their setup and they started producing a cleaner and better product. They found a new sense of purpose. Um, and then their mother walked in on them one day while they were distilling. And they were, she was like, oh, that's cool. Your grandfather used to do this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? And she was always fascinated by the process as she watched her father make alcohol from peas. So once they got the recipe from their grandmother and with such a rich history behind them, they agreed they had to make the process work. Um... They said that their grandfather was possibly one of the coolest people that ever lived. He loved to tinker around and he built radios at a young age and was when it was illegal to possess them. Later in life, he made a wiretap and started tapping the lines of Soviet government phones. Eventually, he was caught and given two options, either be punished or accept a job. He was given a job and became one of the head elevator engineers in the Soviet Union involved in highly confidential projects. Um, they, they call their grandfather a genius. When Prohibition began and moonshining picked up, the government started rationing supplies like sugar. So he, the, their grandfather found out that by using split peas, a source that was readily available, he could break down the starches to extract sugar. Um, they can't be sure the spirit he was making was just from peas because the process, as they discovered, is very difficult. But after years of experimenting, the twins now produce a product with a distinct taste. Um, they recruited, they rec- uh, recruited close friends, they signed the lease in 2020, um, and now it's a popular, was a popular hardware store, um, but now has the look of pre-Soviet revolution. Um, it's very cool looking in there, mm-hmm. some pictures, it's very nicely decorated. Um, Yulia said she was the one that did that. 
Oh yeah. That oh, she yeah. she picked the art and she was like she she didn't want it to be like overly kitschy or like overly themed. She had very specific requirements for it. So this they like being different. They found an old Soviet recipe based on a Caribbean spirits and developed the I forget how she pronounced it. But it, it looks like it's spelled Zabaha. Yeah, I think that... But she it. pronounced it a different way. That's not how it was pronounced. And it's their version of Soviet rum made from sugar cane and prune juice. Um, the product is a wild is wild because it starts off like rum and finishes like brandy. They also have their version of tequila so, called Sockney. It's made with blue agave base with hops and bitter orange peel. Um, they also have a popular is bourbon barrel aged coffee liqueur, which is called coffee, which with is a K looking incredible. Yeah, it was so very good. delicious. Um, there are two types of vodkas, both made from peas, the Mendel and the Gro- Gorovka, the spirit made in homage to their grandfather. Uh, their pea vodka does not taste like any other vodka that you've ever tried, which is true. It did taste like any vodka that I've ever tried. Yeah. Um, a number of their own in-house cocktails are built around the Mendel. Uh, it's all fresh. It's all homemade, they say. Uh, some, so top-notch and some of the best drinks they've ever had is what some people have said. Uh, we can attest that mm-hmm. the cocktails were delicious. Oh, yeah. Not, like, out of the park each time. Fantastic. But, um... Yeah, like, it's very cool. It's a very cool-looking place. Like I said, they do, do support... Ukraine, they did do like a, a drive to help um, before uh, they were asking people to bring supplies and then they were also going to be donating 10% of their bottle services and tasting room sales one day to to a non-profit organization supporting the people of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a while back, but they still did that. Um, they have a Ukrainian flag draped in their window um they're very supportive like again they don't want any of the the war or anybody getting hurt so it's just a really good place and we did a tasting and it was really cool i mean i don't know how they normally do it or this is how they normally do it but yulia was there while we were doing the tasting she was explaining every alcohol to us while we were drinking it giving us all the information and background stuff that was really cool um they had, you know, like we did, we did try the Mendel and the Sockney. They had uh, their version of whiskey, which was called Visky. Um, we did a ginger spirit that they had, mm-hmm. a ginger and honey liqueur, which was very delicious. Oh, it was so good. You put that in some tea and oh, you're not yeah. feeling so great. It'll, it'll definitely, like a hot toddy kind it'll of thing. It'll get you going. It'll get you going. Or get you on your way. <laughs> that will get you on your way. <laughs> And they had the EEV, which I don't remember what that was. Mm. But Was that the charcoal? Um, no, cause I think that was the other thing. Oh, I thought the EEV was the charcoal. It, like, they, um, they ran their uh, vodka through a charcoal filter. Um, uh... I don't know. We were given a lot of information in a very short amount of time while we yeah. were imbibing um, drinks. So <laughs> yeah, um, but we did try the Mendel, and then there's the Gorovka, which is a 
a pea spirit. Uh, it's a spirit made from 100% peas and based on a family moonshine recipe. Uh, this particular spirit is aged Solaria style in a single 133-gallon puncheon barrel. But uh, everything was good. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that we tried. Like I said, I did like the rum. Their version of the rum. And also the tequila. I'm not a big tequila fan. But it was good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in the mindset altogether that I'm not one of those people that goes, hey, you should do shots of liquor or just sit there and like sip it in a glass. I like it better when it's in cocktails. Yeah. I'm not a just drink it straight from the bottle kind of guy. Like, I just don't find it to be too enjoyable enjoyable way. or appealing. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, different folks for different different strokes yeah, that for different thing. folks. <laughs> Some um, folks are stroking it different ways. Wow. You had to take it somewhere it didn't need to be, right? That's where you brought it. Um, I, I'm the same way. Like, I'll do a shot every now and then, but, like, I, I'd prefer if I'm going to be drinking something, I don't want to taste the alcohol. I'd rather taste, like, the flavors in the alcohol that pair nicely with juices or mixers or whatever. Like, that is one of the things that turns me off most about margaritas when you go out somewhere and you get a margarita, like... I don't want to be tasting your bad tequila. I want to taste just the the margarita mix. Well, I don't mind tasting the alcohol. I just like it when it's mixed with something. And I can still taste it in there. But, like, just drinking it on its own is not favorable to me. Yeah, I prefer to not taste it at all. Um, but, you know, my personal preference. But we did get... Um... We got three drinks each. We did? Yeah. Um, My first... I wanted to get... They made... um, They made two uh, coffee teenies with the coffee liqueur, which, uh, when I tell you, I I was so sad because in between going to Beach Bee and going to 3BR, I stopped to get coffee because I was getting a little tired. And I got a cold brew coffee, and I can only do so much caffeine because of, like, my health and stuff. So when she was, like, telling me, oh, yeah, if you like the... Because I asked her, I was like, what drink do you recommend with the coffee liqueur? And she's like, okay, so we do this one called a coffee teeny and then a stronger teeny. And I was... They both sounded delicious, and when I was, like, reading them, they're made with cold brew coffee and it just it would have been bad news bears had i had more caffeine so i sadly did not get them but peach did get a cocktail called sassy little tart yes um it's a cosmopolitan style cocktail with a russian twist using their mental vodka and ode to our head distiller tasting notes are tart sweet and and sassy so i don't know what else they put in the cosmopolitan because they didn't say what else is in it besides the vodka but i know there's more to it than that um I don't think I've ever actually had, like, a real Cosmo. I don't know, but I had a sip of it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. You Uh, liked it. It was so good. It was fruity. It had a nice sweetness. It definitely, like, had a tartness. Like, it it was very delicious. Um, I had gotten their Master Plus Margarita. Um, It's their signature margarita that changes with the season and whose name references the famous book. Uh, This season... Sockney, the agave distillate, which is like the tequila, 
lime, and honeydew make this margarita perfect for the spring. Garnish with honeydew and orange. I thought this was an amazing margarita. Like, I really liked... I like honeydews, and I really liked the flavor in yeah, this margarita. They lost me on this one, because I do not... I'm not a melon fan. It's probably one of the better margaritas that I've ever had. Like, I would drink probably a lot of these. Yeah. It was really good. It. I, I'm curious to see what their next season will be with their summer one. Um, because the base of the margarita was tasty. Um, then you had also gotten the East Side, mm-hmm. which is a Soviet take on a daiquiri with their Soviet rum, lime, and color-changing butterfly pea simple syrup. So, he came over with, it was a dried, what does it say? It, dried lime, dried lemon. Um, I think a dried say. lime. A dried lime... And this really pretty, like, blue liquid. And he, like, had a shaker in his hand. And he sets down the glass. And he's like, this is all you get. And then he laughed. And then as he poured the other liquor from the shaker, or the liquid from the shaker, it changed color. And it was absolutely delicious. Um, then I had one called Across the Black Sea which is their take on a cocktail called Across the Pacific, with their rum, house-made Splitsky Amaro, which I don't know what that is. That's another um, alcohol or, or spirit they have, but they didn't have any like to try or like bottles to buy, but I guess they still have some back there to make some stuff. Uh, Sunflower Orgiat, Orgeat, I don't know. I'm not all up on these <laughs> things. And lime. It's garnished with nutmeg and dehydrate lime. Um, it was really delicious. Again, another great drink. I really enjoyed it. Out of all three that I had, I enjoyed all three of them. There wasn't one that I... I enjoyed all six of them, because I had sips of hers as well, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed all of them as well, so they were all good. Yeah. Um, and what was the other one that you had? The pineapple one. Um, what is it called? It, I don't know, but it's in, like, a, to- a Tom Collins glass with, a, a pineapple leaf. The old school jazz? No. The jungle something. Jungle Bear? Yeah. Uh, Their take on the classic Jungle Bird cocktail with their rum, pineapple, house-made orange liqueur, maple syrup, and lime. Cinnamon and bitters round out this drink that will transport you to a jungle far, far away. It was was delicious. It was. The guy that brought brought it over to me... Um, as he like set it down, he was like, this is like my favorite drink. And like, I love when a server or a bartender will tell you like, oh, this is my personal favorite because then it's like, you know, it's good. And like, I wasn't asking like, oh, what's your favorite drink? Like they just volunteered that information. So it's not like they're trying to make a sale. Like, yeah. So, and then what was yours? The spicy take margarita. And it says it's. Ancho normal margarita, like Ancho, because it's Ancho, mm-hmm. uh, chili, uh, made with their Sockney agave specialty spirit, house made Ancho chili liqueur, lime and honey, garnished with a chili dusted pineapple. It was delicious. Again, had a nice spice to it. So good. Like I didn't try this one. No, I think it would have been <coughs> a little too spicy for you. Mm-hmm. But it was delicious. All of them, I would drink again. I definitely want to go back. 
Yeah. I, I and try more to... of the same, but then see how they switch up some of the stuff like that margarita when they mm-hmm. put different, depending on the season. Um, but everything was really good. I got to drop off the rest of my movies because the guy who actually runs the box came in there because he's a patron and uh, Yulia pointed him out to me. And so I walked up to him and I said, hey, I got a big bag of movies still to try to fit in there. And he's like, oh, we'll just take them. And then we had a nice conversation. Yeah, he was a nice dude. Yeah. And um, it was cool. So I had a nice conversation with him. Tried not to talk too long because he was there with a bunch of other people. I didn't want to, like, keep him from hanging with his friends. But we had, you know, a good 10, 15-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we all went about our business and we finished up. And then we had a little bit more of a discussion with Yulia about stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, she was really nice and really knowledgeable. And, um... I don't know. It makes a difference when you go somewhere and you're able to have like a conversation uh, with someone that works there because like you get to find out a little more history. Like she came over and I didn't notice that the two guys that there were two of them because I'm pretty sure they're identical twins. And if they're not identical, they're fraternal twins that look very similar. Um and they were dressed how I would dress my twins when they were little, similar but different. So I didn't realize that it was a different guy because they both had on the same shoes, but where one was white and black Adidas, the other one was black and white Adidas. And then they had the same pants and one was wearing a t-shirt and one was wearing a hoodie. But they both had like the same glasses on. So like, I didn't realize until she pointed it out like, oh... They're twins. I knew they were different people. Did you? Yeah, because I had read some of the articles on them before about like them holding that okay. fundraiser thing, and it said that they were brothers. And I'm pretty sure it said they were twins in yeah. the article. Um, I don't know if I closed it out, but I'm pretty sure it started off. Twin brothers. Um, probably. Yep, and his twin brother, Max. Alex and Max, they're twin brothers. Yeah. So, and there's a picture of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but great experience. Um, so, Two Birds and One Stone got to drop all my movies off to hopefully have somebody else enjoy and be able to take them out of the free blockbuster. Because, again, if you go to, I think it's freeblockbuster.org, but this one in the distillery is the first one in New Jersey. And the guy was telling us how he's hoping to get maybe two other ones and put them in different spots. And,. You can follow them on Instagram and stuff and look them up and uh, you can just go and it's like renting a movie, but it's free and you take it and it's like the book lending library. Take a book, give a book, Mm -hmm. watch a book, read a book, watch watch a movie. Um, But it's fun and it's cool way for, you know, I, like I said, I just had these movies sitting around and I had, you know, nothing to do with them. So why not let somebody else enjoy them? For sure. Um, so it was just a really cool experience all around. Definitely want to go back and check them out again. I'm not sure when, like wait until some of the seasonal stuff changes perhaps, or just maybe go back another time, um, to enjoy some delicious cocktails. And, um, it was a good time. Yes, it was. Then we left there and (laughs) we had dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Went out for a semi semi fancy dinner. Hmm. Were they, was it semi fancy? Well, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it. Fa- it's expensive. That's what makes it fancy. Yeah. Well, it it's not somewhere that we go. I'd say regularly. Um, we went to the Rodizio in Voorhees. I believe we did talk about the last time where it wasn't satisfying. Did, oh, yeah, because our pie day. Yeah, where we didn't feel like we got our money's worth. They weren't coming around regularly. We had to wait a long time in between having the servers come to our tables with the meat, and it just didn't seem... I don't know. Didn't It didn't seem like it was worth it that yeah. time. This time, totally different experience. Mm-hmm. It was on the money. They were coming around regularly. Everything was delicious. Everybody was nice. You know, it was crowded, but at the same time, we were getting better service. I think it all, it just, it, well, find your words. It all um, matters where you are in the rotation. Like, if you're at the beginning of the rotation, you're going to get good service. But if you're at the end of the rotation, if a lot of people take... Um, take a serving, I said, I guess, of it, then they could run out before they get to you. And I think that's what was happening when we were there on Pi Day. But this day was totally different. Mm-hmm. So we were happy. I mean, I ate a little bit too much, stuffed myself. Yeah. Felt kind of crappy afterwards. But at least I felt like I got my money's worth. Yeah. Um, Again, another Saturday, well, another early night. We were home by, like, 10 o'clock and in bed. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, woke up, Easter. Um, I wanted to watch um, Easter Parade with Judy Garland and Fred Astaire. So we watched that. So Jeff put it on, and we were both up early. It, it was, like, around 7, 6.37. So, um... We watched that early, and then Jeff's nephews came over and did an egg hunt. Mm-hmm, and then it was nice to see them. I haven't really seen them both too much, because me and my brother don't really get along. Um, so I haven't seen my nephew Damien in a while, and he's you know definitely getting older and just bigger, and it's really weird to see how big he is now. Mm-hmm. He's not uh, a little baby anymore. Yeah, it's what <laughs> gonna be 11 this year mm-hmm. and uh then my newer nephew john he's gonna be he's like one and a half or ish he's gonna be two this year later on i think in september maybe i don't remember when his birthday is october which is bad I but again october. i don't see him that often i haven't really seen him much at all since you know he's only been around for about you know, a year and something. Mm-hmm. But I've seen him a few times, and today was kind of really nice because he was on this little bike thing, and he wasn't really pushing himself. And then he got off the bike, and he just kind of ran right up to me and, and stood there and, like, waited for me to pick him up. <laughs> and I was picking him up and holding him, and he was just having... He was fine with that. The rest of the time when everybody tried to pick him up, like, the whole rest of the morning, like, he wasn't having it. He was like screaming and wanting to get put down, even though every time he would be down in the ground, he'd walk a couple steps and then just sit on his butt. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm done. 
And then he had, like, my, the way my brother had him dressed, or they had him dressed, he had, like, a little fedora on. That's how Damien used to dress when he was And he just too. looked like, I know he's j- gotta just start walking on his own, but he just looked like a drunk old man. <laughs> like, just wobbling around the backyard, and then every once in a while, just like, I'm just gonna sit down. Like, I'm, I've had enough of walking. I'm just gonna sit. And then he did, wasn't too interested in finding the eggs and stuff. He was just, like, one to just, like, crinkle leaves and mess around with like the grass and then they did eventually get him to get the eggs and Damien was finding eggs and then he started popping them up he started popping them open and there was money inside of them and every time he'd pop them open and see the money he'd be like Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really know if he knows what money is but just that there was something in there was like uh, interesting to him and um so he was having fun and just running around the backyard, but then just sitting on his butt. Uh, like I said, I know he's a baby, just learning to walk and all, but he really just looked like a little drunk old man. <laughs> and um, then they left, and then we went and got our free chicken sandwich at McDonald's because the Phillies won yesterday. So we utilize. Well, it's a free chicken sandwich for the purchase of a dollar. We've talked about this before. Um, then we went to Armageddon, and they had a new cider they were putting out that was a collaboration with Chimney Rustic Ales, which are out of Hamilton, New Jersey. I've had one of their beers before, and it was pretty good. Okay. Sorry, I've been... So this was a collab with them. I uh, was featuring their Saison yeast and hops and just like their base Exile cider just made with the Chimney's uh, Saison yeast and hops. I liked it. It's very dry at 6.8%. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Peach gave it a 1.5 out of 5. She wasn't liking it. It was not for me. There was a flavor in there that just wasn't doing it. And I felt bad because one of the owners... Um, that we're friendly with. He was there today. I feel like he's there most Sundays. Yeah, I guess maybe that's his, his, his day. day. Um, but he was like, oh, I'll uh, put one vote in the no pile. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I felt bad, but it's like, I've liked almost everything else that they've put out. So it's like, and you know, I'm not the end all be all. Yeah, so you know, we had that and we had some other ciders and we sat there and chatted for a bit. Um, and it was, it was fun and it was just him and the other girl that was working there. And then another couple came in, but it was basically just us. And then the other couple came in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody came after us because they were kind of li- getting ready to leave at the same time that we were. So I don't know if they just sat there for the last couple of hours, but nobody came in. Yeah. Um, cause they were open until six cause they don't close for the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we came home, had some dinner, well no, came home, started watching Critters 2, because that's an Easter movie. I, I was not watching Critters 2, no. I was playing Sims. <laughs> then we had some ni- a nice dinner of some ham and kibasi and potatoes and corn and mac and cheese, and then we came up here and... Started, finished the rest of Critters 2, and then Peach told me if it wasn't over by a certain time, we weren't recording tonight. 
<laughs> but it was over, so now we started recording, and here we are. Was this one's a little bit of a long one because we had a lot to pack into there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna probably be about an hour and forty-five minutes by when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Damn it! And we didn't leave a spot for the fucking commercial. Oh, no. Sometimes we remember and sometimes we don't. So I'm going to have to just find a random time in there. So and plug it in. Be prepared for that. Plug it in, plug it in. So I guess that's all for now. Um, we really don't have much coming up this next week. I have a wedding shower to go to uh, yeah. on Sunday. I don't have anything, and uh, hopefully my new glasses come in this week, because this will be about the two-week mark that they said we're just going to take, and I'm really looking forward to getting them. So, uh, but other than that, not really much going on. Yeah. The rest of April's kind of a lot of nothing, which is a good thing, because then our May is very, very busy. I wouldn't say very, very busy. Moderately busy. It's only two things. Uh, we also have a communion to go to. I was not aware of this. I thought I told you. You did not. Yeah, one of my former students invited me and I want to go. Okay, well that sounds like a you problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a party, a communion party, so you can come with me. Uh, wow, big party. Hmm. Mm. So... We, we just have, uh, we're going to be vending at an event in Asbury Park on May 1st with Ugly Mugs, our side business. Um, it's the, um, I always get things like mixed up. The like, horror side show? No, because that's not it. But I get that mixed up with like the name of how to the say The Halloween them. Horror Bazaar. Or is it the Horror Halloween Bazaar? Like sometimes I, I get dyslexic. I don't know. I'm not sure. Now you're making me second guess. Yeah, well, they're the Horror Bazaar NJ. So they're in Asbury Park. Um, It's at 639 Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park on May 1st. It's from noon to 5. It's free to get in. It is a smaller, you know, it's not a very big event. Just a handful, well, probably like 15 different vendors. It's free to get in, so you don't have to pay anything to get in. Um, and it's really cool. There's going to be a lot of other cool vendors there. Um, and come check us out if you're in the area, or come check out any of the other people that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. So we got that the first Sunday in May. And then there's a Friday the 13th in May, which I'm really cool, happy about, because I love Friday the 13th. And then I'm going to be going to Blairstown on that Friday that weekend is a very busy weekend. They're doing a mini con at the diner, and there's some uh, of the actors that are going to be there from some of the different movies that I haven't met yet, and I definitely want to add them to my Friday the 13th collection. So I'm going to hit that up on Friday, and then Saturday is nothing. Right? Saturday we are going to be out of oh, town. Oh yeah, Saturday that's when we're leaving because we're staying the night. Uh, Saturday night and Sunday night because the wedding's on Sunday. So mm-hmm. we're getting a head start on Saturday and we're going to be getting there. And then, I don't know, we'll figure out what we're going to be doing then, checking out stuff around there. Or Hopefully we're going to see Meg. Hopefully. Um, you all know who that is. She's our friend from Reed's. Yeah. 
Or, you know, you could just say our friend. She's our friend, but we met her through Reed's, the Cider House in Gettysburg mm-hmm. we like. So, yeah, that's a busy weekend. And then, like I said, the wedding's on Sunday. Sunday. And then we're, we're going to be staying the night again because who wants to drive after a wedding? Yeah. Um, and then we'll both have off on Monday. Mm-hmm. Which I still haven't taken off yet, but got to do that. Yeah, you do. I've been uh, hassling about So, yeah, that is a busy weekend. That. Mm-hmm. And then apparently there's a communion. When is that? Um, May. <laughs> Go ahead and say like the 13th, 14th, or 15th, because then it's not <laughs> happening. May 7th. Oh. So it's the first weekend of May? No, the first weekend of May is the first. No, that's the first day of May. That's a Sunday. The first weekend. weekend is the, the 7th. The first full weekend of May. Yeah, and that's Mother's Day weekend. Oh, well, that's shitty. And then I have my hair appointment with Lindsay on that Thursday. Mother's Day weekend, where people force you to buy gifts for them. (laughs) You're a jackass. Where they have pre-approved lists of what they want you to buy. Oh, um, speaking of, well, not speaking of, but um, I saw White Dot posted a video. They had a special Easter Bunny Sunday. After we ate at Chegg, we stopped and got White Dot ice cream because, um, well, we went to the liquor store and then went to White Dot because it was there. <laughs> because it was there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, because it was their opening day. Sorry, I yes. yawned. Um, White Dot's an ice cream place uh, in Southampton, the intersection of... Route 206 and Route 38, and they've been around for 70 years this year, so it was a big deal. Um, I remember my my mom and my uncles talking about going there into Evergreen. Both of those ice cream places have been around. Evergreen's in Medford off of... I don't know if it's Medford, but they're off of Route 70, like, going down towards the shore. Um, but, yeah. We just got some uh, soft-serve twist cones... Peach mm-hmm. got some chocolate jimmies on hers. Yeah. They do do Sundays. Do um, do. Their Sundays are good, but they're... I don't want to do do Sunday. <laughs> Ew. You're disgusting. You um, said it. But I feel like it's more topping than it is ice cream. Yeah, it's just a lot to take in. And yeah. It kind of felt good this time just getting a cone mm-hmm. and like not feeling like, oh, I just ate too much ice cream. Yeah. So, it was good. Um, Had a little ice cream date. (laughs) Not saying I don't like a nice Sunday every once in a while, but, you know. You gotta find the balance. Oh my goodness. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Of topping to ice cream. There definitely needs to be more ice cream than topping. I'd say like 70-30, if not even 80-20. And at White Dot, it's more like 60-40 in favor of the topping. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess that's it. We're now at an hour and 50. Mm-hmm. This is going to keep going. No, we'll stop it there. Yeah, we'll stop it We right hope there. you had a happy Easter. I'm not saying that, <laughs> and I don't hope it. I just had it. I hope you had a good day. I'm not saying that. Aww. I don't want to. But it's cute. No. Nope. You're unfun. No, I'm very fun. I'm just <laughs> not lame like the, it's the balm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, bye. Begin spiel. Hi, Peach here. 
Want to check us out on social media? On Facebook and Instagram, we're at Pumpkin and Peach Podcast. We're even on Twitter now, too, at Pumpkin and Peach Pod. Interested in checking out our business? On Facebook and Instagram, Ugly Mugs Inc. In any of the bios will be our link tree, and you can get to any of those locations. If you want to collab or sponsor up with us, um, if you're local, if you want us to come to a place, your place of business, and try something and review it on the podcast, we'll be more than happy to do that. If you're not local, you can send us stuff, and we'll talk about it and review it on the podcast. And then, who knows what could happen from there? Please write a review for us. It really helps us out. Also, depending on whatever platform you're listening to us on, like or subscribe. It'll help you because you'll know when new episodes drop and it helps us grow our presence. End spiel!